Hello, everyone. Welcome to Reiki Radio. I am your host, Yolanda, and today we are still going on this journey. We have 22 days with the Major Arcana of Tarot, and today's card is um, its very interesting to me. It is one of actually um, the most interesting cards um, in the Major Arcana to me. And I can't wait to really hear like your interpretations of this. I know I say that every day, but really each card has so much in it. There are so many layers to these cards and the symbolism and um, how we can each interpret the information and the imagery and the feeling of the cards based on our own life experiences. So, you know, just each card individually has so much meat, you know what I mean? So that is why I look forward to hearing what is coming up for you in all of this as well. And again, if you would like to share with me and some other people, you can join us in the Seeker Circle. Um, just go to my website, uchi.com, that's Y-E-W-C-H-I.com, and sign up for the newsletter while you're there because you'll also get some other tools to help you on your path of self-discovery, self-observation, just some more tools to help you with this work that so much of us do when we come in this path of seeking, which is very, um, I guess, related to today's card, the Hierophant. And this card, first of all, I'll say what it symbolizes or what it represents is tradition, um, institutionalism. It, if you look at it, of course, it looks it has a very religious connotation to it. The um, main person in the card um, is sometimes said to be, um, you know, similar to a pope. So this card is really about uh, tradition, and it makes me think of one of the first things that comes up to this is, you know, who is your teacher? Who's your teacher? Whose guidelines are you living by? And what are you conforming to? Now, those, those are some questions just to swirl around in your head before we get deep into this conversation. So what's interesting is that we actually learn a lot from tradition that is passed down to us. And even though this card, you know, again, like I said, has some religious connotation, I want you to step out of... Um, don't limit this idea to just religion. Think of it in your life as a whole. What type of traditions or beliefs have been passed down to you? And are those traditions and beliefs what you're living by now? Do they um, align with your own views, your own feelings, your own beliefs? Now, one thing I want to point out as well is this card is um, kind of in relationship with the high priestess because the high priestess was letting us know that we have our own inner wisdom, that uh, we have our own inner teacher. We have access to universal consciousness. And this card says more or implies more that we should seek our wisdom externally. 
so, you know, the idea of group or organized belief. So that's why I was asking, who is your teacher or who have your teachers been in life? Now, this could be in the form of religion. It could be parents. It could be, you know, your peers. But in your life right now, when you think about the traditions that you uphold or the rules that you live by or the beliefs or the systems that kind of shape and craft how you are living your life, whose guidelines are those? Okay, so let's go into this card. Um, With every card, we're looking at the... Uh, planet and element that is associated with the card and with this card we have earth and we have venus it's also the number five card and the number five in numerology um, speaks to change it can also speak to freedom and so it's oftentimes change for freedom and um, as i say that it thinks about it makes me think of why we do this work or why we end up seeking because we do want a sense of freedom, like freedom from our old beliefs, freedom from maybe our um, uh, anything that feels restrictive in our lives, like freedom of mind. And that there's a lot of change that is necessary to facilitate this um, transformation within ourselves. Five is like the turning point. So it can also be a symbol of the midpoint between the upper and lower realms. So what have you been told to believe? Now, the thing about the Hierophant is that it also speaks to um, hiding or withholding information or knowledge. And differently than the high priestess, again, she says you can access your higher wisdom. You just have to go within, um, you know, develop a relationship with your intuition. Whereas this is like information being um, fed to you and some being withhold, withheld intentionally. So it's kind of like shielding knowledge. And we see this a lot culturally or even sometimes in religion because there is this um this need or this want to sustain tradition so like don't color out of the lines here are the beliefs here's what you need to know here are the rules this is how we play this is what you do this is how you live and you don't color outside of those lines but it's a way again of keeping tradition going now of course you know a lot of people feel that um Sometimes information is withheld. Again, it could be from anyone in your life uh, or even you. I mean, you know, someone could ask you a question about yourself and you may give limited information. And so it could be because you are trying to self-protect. Sometimes people withhold information because they don't want other people to mm, progress beyond them. Um, There are so many reasons why information or knowledge is withheld but in this card and today I want you to consider any tradition or not even just tradition let's say um, group agreement that you may be a part of are you 
agreeing to something or doing something or following the rules or the traditions of something because of a want or need of acceptance? Or do you stick to old traditions and teachings because you're afraid of being judged? Now that happens a lot before people come on this path, but it also happens within it. So what's interesting is uh, a lot of people grow up in a particular religion, let's say, and there is a system of beliefs and traditions and practices within different religions, and those traditions are often passed down through our family. Like I remember growing up, um, I had a lot of friends that were of a particular religion, and although they didn't know much about the religion, they claimed that that's what they were because that's what their parents were and that's what their grandparents were. So they just took on the tradition that had been passed down through their family. And a lot of people stick with that, even if it doesn't resonate with them, they will stick with it because they don't want to disappoint others or they don't want to be judged by others and they're worried about what other people may think or there may have been some things, some fear instilled about what will happen to you and your life if you don't believe certain things or if you don't live in a particular way. So a lot of us have um, energy and um, what do you want? just uh, beliefs within our field of consciousness that have been handed down to us that aren't necessarily ours, but we have chosen to believe them or they've been so deeply ingrained in us that it's hard to um, come out of whatever those beliefs or traditions may be, even if they are limiting in some way. So a lot of people struggle with that when they come into this journey of seeking their own understanding um, what many call their path of spirituality because they are also working to undo or free themselves from what it is they've been taught. Again, we have that number five, change for freedom. And um, what's interesting is once we do come into this path of seeking, right? Because I guess I want to first off say, like, there's nothing wrong with seeking externally as long as you're also tuning in internally. So it's kind of like allowing the energy of the high priestess as well as this card to work hand in hand. But the key is really um, taking everything with a grain of salt, especially the, you know, what we're taught externally and implementing. That's why I always say in this, your practice is everything. You could read books upon books, go to class after class, but until you implement the tools or the information that you are learning, it's the only way you can determine if this information or this way or these teachings are actually resonant with you and really do fit you. So, okay, so we come on this path and we may start you know, seeking out teachers, classes, you know, like, for example, I studied Reiki and um, learned how to meditate and have studied various things. Those are external. I sought out external teachers. And what I was taught was very beneficial. The traditions that were passed down, again, using Reiki as an example, if those traditions weren't maintained and passed down, a lot of us wouldn't have access to that information now. 
or we may have only figured it all out in, you know, a different way, whatever. So traditions being passed down and teachings being passed down can be very beneficial to us, but the the tricky thing comes in when we um, believe in things blindly just because someone else said so or just to feel a sense of belonging without actually experimenting or trying or giving ourselves the experience to come to our own understanding and um, choice around what it is that is being passed down to us and what we're being taught. So, you know, it just comes down to, even with everything I share with you on Reiki Radio, I mean, and I've said this on various episodes, I'm sharing with you what I have learned, what has been passed down to me, but I'm sharing it with you through the lens of my experience. And you don't have to take like what I'm saying is truth. You could disagree with everything that I say. It's, you know, it's, it's up to you. But I always say you will only know what is true and right for you if you give yourself the experience. If you allow yourself to work with your own filter. If you also use that aspect of the high priestess and tune into your intuitive nature and examine things from that higher perspective as well. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, pressure, even um, what do you, culturally, to fall into group group mindset. You, you know what I mean? Like, uh, there's there's this we're communal. And we seek a sense of community. We all want to feel like we belong, which is why, you know, social media is actually so popular because people like to be seen, like to be heard, like to be validated. And again, want to feel a part of something, want to feel acceptance. And so we have so many different types of groups, like religion is one. Yes, of course. But I mean, it could be a club. I mean, like maybe you were on a basketball team and you all, you know, that was how you all bonded. And maybe the group of friends that you're around all have similar beliefs or, you know, even in those kind of dynamics, there may be someone who is more of like the alpha personality or someone whose personality may be more dominant. And there will be some people in any group that kind of just follow suit or conform to what uh, the more domineering person may say, think, or believe because they don't want to feel left out and they want to feel acceptance. So this shows up in so many different ways in our lives. And, you know, there's this kind of this ingrained thing of wanting to have approval from the majority or from people in power or who you perceive as in power or who you may see as being right. So is there anyone in your life really that you look up to in this way? I mean, it could be a teacher. It could be a role model. Again, it could be parents. It could be um, religious leaders, whomever it may be, is the importance of having their approval 
or not wanting to disappoint or not wanting to be judged, are those things keeping you out of your own truth and awareness and exploration? How does this impact what you allow yourself to experience or to understand or to accept? How does it impact your trust in yourself? It reminds me of um, uh, Reiki again. You know, a, a lot of us, when we first start with this technique, you know, it's fun, it's exciting, it's amazing. Okay, great. But we may have some doubt around our practice. Are we doing it right? Um, what did I see, feel, or sense? Am I translating that right? Do I understand my intuition? Am I intuitive? All of these different things. Did the person that I'm working on feel anything? Did they like it? You know, I mean, just all of this noise and doubt that comes about because we don't yet trust ourselves or we don't yet trust ourselves working with the technique. And the only way to overcome that is to practice to give yourself the experience because then you start to unlayer and you start to understand you start to know you start to trust in your ability you start to understand your way your interaction with energy how you personally work with energy now if you were dependent on say like me for example to tell you you were right or wrong you may never know your ability or capacity. You may never know your way. You may never fully discover your true nature. Because even in the same system, Reiki, we could do the same practices. We could lay hands, we could do work from a meditative state, we could use some of the tools of tradition. But through our practice, the way that it works with me and the way that I interpret it may look and be very different than you. Neither of us is wrong. And we don't have to mm, be disrespectful of each other because we may have a difference in understanding the same thing because we're looking at the same thing from two different lenses because we may have had some differences in our experiences it doesn't mean I can't accept you it doesn't mean we can't be friends it doesn't mean again that one of us has to be right or wrong so this card again I hope that I'm not kind of like all over the place. I hope this is making sense. Um, again, this card is really fascinating to me because it does have so many layers and speaks to so many layers of our life experience. So um, what? let me look at the card. Let's just go into the card itself. Uh, this card it, it also reminds me of I this is coming to mind to say as well um, with the group identification and how a lot of times we will uh, um, look at someone to be our guru 
or, you know, we put people up on a pedestal. Now, again, I it's a beautiful thing that we have teachers. I mean, it's a beautiful thing that people share their wisdom, their knowledge, their information, their experiences. We wouldn't know half of what we know if people didn't do that. But when we give all of our um, belief over into another person or thing, we don't even give ourselves the ability to learn to trust our own inclinations. It's like we give our power completely over to the idea of another person. So that kind of brings us into the card, okay? So if we look at this card, um, one of the first things that stands out is there are two people kneeling in front of him. And these two people, you know, represent that, you know, they are wanting to be taught by him. They are wanting to have, to be initiated into the wisdom that they believe that he holds. And as you can see, he's holding up his right arm and he has two fingers pointing up. Actually, like his thumb, well, he has two fingers that he's holding up. And some people interpret this as a symbol of a blessing. Um, some people say that the two fingers up and the two pointing down is a symbol of the bridge between heaven and earth. But it can also be um, like a, a symbol of only revealing some information, not everything being revealed right away. Something's being concealed. So here's this person who is being looked at as, let's say, the wise one, but even, even more uh, bigger than just the wise one. He is a symbol of like this bridge or connecting source between God and earth. So, you know, these people are kneeling in front of him um, as if he is this conduit between them and all that exists. Whereas, again, the high priestess is reminding you, you have that direct line yourself. You are one with all that exists. You don't need a, a middleman. So, while this person may have a lot of wisdom, knowledge, understanding. They're not revealing all that they know necessarily to the people that are kneeling before them. And so in this card, there's all the, also this element of um, power. Concealing information to maintain power, to maintain order, and again, to maintain tradition. And if he were to reveal all of his knowledge, his wisdom, his understanding to these two people, then they would become equals, potentially, right? These people would know that this person isn't above them. And then where is where does the power lie? Instead of someone being in power over many, these people would wake up to the power within themselves. So it's like, give them enough. <laughs> give them enough to where they feel something. But don't reveal that the power is them. So um, another thing with this card, there's a lot of symbolism of the Trinity. 
And for people who may be um, of certain religious backgrounds, there's a lot of energy around that. But you can see the um, staff that he's holding in his left hand. It's a triple cross. There are three bars going across. His crown that he has on his head also is like a triple layered crown. And um, there are three crosses going down on the um, robe that he's wearing. Down the front of the robe, there are three crosses. So there's a lot of symbolism in here as well of the Trinity, which it could be um, Father, Son, Holy Spirit. It could be, um, some people translate this as mind, body, spirit. Some people, maybe more from a shamanistic background, would look at it as symbolic of the lower, the upper, and the middle worlds. But with this symbolism as well, I mean, and thinking about the, the ability that you have and the connection that you have to access all things because you are one with all, it actually in this in particular, and I guess because it's, you know, the podcast, it reminds me of how I talk about how we tend to compartmentalize our mind-body energy and the importance of us having an awareness of our physicality as well as our energy, as well as our minds. It is important for us to mm, tune into who and what we are by being inclusive of the entirety of who and what we are and not leaving any aspect or any element out. And a lot of what we have been taught has been to focus solely on the external, to focus solely on the physical. So now you have this card with these um, uh, reminders of the access point of wisdom is to really make full connection with all, all that you are. Okay, now another thing about this card is we see two pillars. Um, we also had, you know, the two pillars of initiation on the high priestess card, but these pillars are said to uh, be more representative of the pillars of tradition. He is upholding tradition. And again, I just want to point out, even though with this card I'm saying to consider what you are conforming to and consider what you're putting maybe even your faith into to, to make sure that you are considering your inner wisdom and your outer experience, again, there is a lot of benefit to tradition and what is passed down to us because that's how we learn. We learn and grow in exchange, but don't dismiss or discount your lens and your experience with the information that is handed down to you. Okay, so um, the two men that are kneeling in front of him, you know, it's like uh, the kneeling in of itself is an aspect of devotion. One is wearing roses, and um, that could be a symbol of uh, consciousness, um, also a desire to understand. The other one has white lilies on his robe, um, and that can be symbol of purity or innocence of the mind. And again, they're looking at this person that they believe can help them or be this conduit for them of spiritual consciousness. Now, in the middle of them, there are two keys on the floor, and those two keys are said to symbol um, or be symbols of the keys to 
enlightenment or the keys to heaven. One is supposed to be silver, one is gold, which could also be a symbol of the sun and the moon. The moon being representative of our inner workings, our inner wisdom, our inner knowledge, our inner teacher, and the sun being reflective of the external. So these two keys could also be representative or um, symbolic of the subconscious and the conscious mind. And together combined, again, we get the keys to enlightenment. And it's interesting because there they are right there on the floor out in front of them, in front of these two seekers. The keys to their enlightenment are laying right there. But without them using those keys, they will never really truly know their full um, capacity right there in front of them. Um, Let's see, what else about this? There are checkered stripes on the floor, which a lot of people don't notice in this card. Um, You can see at the Hierophant's feet, to the right and the left of his feet, there are like these strips of uh, checkered, I don't know, they're just part of the floor. And that is supposed to be a symbol of the um, alternating between light and dark. And how, again, we can look at that as even duality and how the balancing of light and dark, um, feminine, masculine, whatever you want to call it. I mean, it's really about our life force. It's really about um, union and understanding and, again, wisdom. So how much belief do you put into others? That's what we are meditating on today, just overall. And Are you resisting any change in your own awareness? You know, it reminds me of too, like in this, sometimes people get nervous of there's something in them or maybe there's something in you that you're like, oh, this is shaking up everything that I believed to be true before. And that can be uncomfortable. It's kind of like the lid gets blown off everything you were told or taught. And you're like, holy crap, like what's true then, right? So there are some um, things that even we may be confronted with when we start connecting with ourselves and start to look from a higher lens that we don't want to believe, you know, or maybe we don't want to see or know because of some fears that we are working through or again, unlayering some traditions or beliefs that have been taught or passed down to us. So one of the things with that, I just want to point out is that one way is not the only way. Remember that Even this path of seeking, of waking up, these paths of spirituality, these paths of enlightenment, all roads don't look the same, even though they may be going to the same place. For some people, Reiki is a beautiful tool that helps them to awaken to their true nature. For some people, that is going to church. That's what makes them feel connected to their divine nature. All paths don't look the same but it doesn't mean that they're not all pointing to the same thing. So with that, you can give yourself some freedom of stepping outside of right or wrong and, you know, these different uh, restrictions we put on ourselves of thinking that we have to mirror what has been handed down before us. 
Again, we take these traditions and these tools, but we have to use them, apply them, play with them, experiment with them, chew on it, and decide what is truly resonant with us. And if these different things are limiting us, or are they helping us to expand into a higher awareness? So today, um, we can meditate on our inner teacher, consider what you have learned through your own experience. What are you learning right now through your experience? Um, Instead of being caught up in doing the right thing, how can you better trust you? Not what others tell you is right or wrong, but if you tune into your inner self, your intuitive nature, and if you allow yourself to really acknowledge what your experiences have been or are with whatever it is that you're doing in your life, your experience in your relationship, your experience with your children, your experience with your practice. What are you learning from all of this and what is it truly revealing to you about you? Now, one thing is that, you know, looking at the um, Hierophant and how he has the two fingers up and I said it may be concealing information or not everything is being revealed. The positive side of that when it comes to our own process of awakening, we'll call it, is that we don't necessarily want to rush this. You don't have to be too eager to shift, to know, to understand too much too quickly. Because the truth is, and I've talked about this on shows before, as we shift and change energetically, and as we shift and change our perspective, our outer reality also starts to shift and change. And sometimes when we try to move too fast, to rush through it, we create absolute chaos in the life around us because we're causing things to move too quickly and abruptly. And so it's like you're not racing against anyone This is all about you. This is your journey. Go at a pace that is comfortable for you. Trust in your inner guidance. And as we are ready, we deepen our understanding. As we allow ourselves to unlayer and connect with our inner wisdom, we don't necessarily see everything all at once. But you do start to see. So again, that kind of reminds me of people who are developing their intuitive abilities and like they're like, I want to see, I want to see, I want to see more. And it's like, okay, well, did you hear anything? Did you feel anything? Did you sense anything? Yeah, but I want to see. And it's like, okay, sometimes we overlook what our experience is because we're so eager to have a different experience. Remember to be present and to acknowledge what you are actually experiencing right now because it's part of your process of understanding, of awakening, being aware of your awareness. And that's really the big key in all of this, being aware of your awareness. So the traditional approach can have value. Again, we learn a lot from what is passed down to us, but consider your lens today. Consider um, which guidelines you're living by, whose traditions you're living by. Um, If there's anything that you are conforming to just out of fear or feeling a need of acceptance, 
Um, what's going on? What comes up for you around this card? Are you just doing what's expected of you, even if there's this inner calling that you want to do or be differently? If so, why? And this is the last thing I'll say about this. I think I've actually gone a little long on this card. Um, thank you for staying with me if you're still here. Um, one of the things I want to say as well with tradition and what has been passed down, a lot of times we also have to consider the time period and the cultural references of what's being handed down to us. So, um, for example, like with Reiki, I've told you guys before that I've studied with um, various teachers and various traditions or lineages. Um, some I have studied have been more traditional, keeping to the traditions of what were passed down. And then here, there are lots of Reiki classes that have become more westernized, where they use some elements um, in the same way, but some of the tradition has been lost. Now, some people have judgment around that. Some people are, you know, purist and they feel like everything should stay exactly intact uh, as it was handed down. But then again, you know, sometimes we have to like widen our lens and think about like if Reiki came through to uh, Yasui in 1922 and not only 1922, but also in Japan, they're at that time period, what may have been taught or passed down or understood would be perhaps different than if he had had that experience with Reiki in 2018. And so the the reason this is coming up is, um, or the example that's coming up with this is someone in the secret circle asked about why the symbols are held secret in um, with some Reiki people. There's this tradition that has been passed down that the symbols in Reiki level two and three are not necessarily shown to people who are not practicing. Back then in 1922, that would have been a very easy tradition to uphold. There was no Google, <laughs> you know, and culturally, there may have been some understanding around the significance and the importance of keeping the symbol sacred and the understanding that was around that, that may not have translated all of these years later over here into the West. And again, it could be because of some cultural differences in understanding, as well as the world that we are living in is much different than it was back then. So tradition has its benefit. We learn a lot from it, but examine things for yourself. See what makes sense to you. What holds true for you? What resonates with you? What makes sense for you? Okay, so where the empress was helping us with maybe some emotional knowledge, you know, the emperor was more practical and the hierophant is all about our spiritual knowledge and how we are receiving it and what we are doing with it. I think that's it. Mm, yeah, there's nothing else in the card I want to point out, but please feel free to come and share. And I hope you have a beautiful day. Remember to always journey in love.